We were there at the dawn of the third age of mankind in the Earth year 2257, deep in neutral space. We were there when the last of the Babylon stations was founded. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Hello and welcome to The Name of the Pod. My name is John Cassie, and uh, as you know, The Name of the Pod is a Babylon 5 podcast dedicated to exploring the enduring cultural legacy of Babylon 5. So look, I'm completely thrown off, uh, friends, because for the first time, The Name of the Pod is being recorded live here in Las Vegas. I'm joined in the room by... This is Chris Tatro, and I'm sitting across a table from John Cassie. Usually this is a bi-coastal podcast. That's right. Uh, But uh, we've met up here in glorious Las Vegas and taken some time out of our sin and debauchery to talk to you about the first season of Babylon 5 and uh, what what we thought of it and to... Really, kind of put a bow on this as we as we get ready to move ahead into season two. Right. Yeah. Now that we've uh, now that we've come to the end of uh, season one, and you know we've given you an, uh, you know a lot of different thoughts and perspectives on uh, you know on each episode. Now we're going to sort of tie it all together, as Chris said, and uh, we're going to do it here from Las Vegas in a room that I think Londo Malari would totally approve of. It's not quite purple enough. But it it certainly looks uh, it looks well well of course all the sets you know the, all of their quarters are the same they just throw right. some beads up for for the lens room or whatever but uh, uh, yeah it, it definitely has a I would say this definitely has more of a Centauri feel than any of the other although the, it's it's a deep red so maybe Narn if we if we dimmed the lighting about thirty five percent right yeah dim the lighting about thirty five percent place any number of smoking braziers and cauldrons. You know about the room. Okay. Have a large book that looks like the Necronomicon yeah. from uh, from Army of Darkness. Yeah. You know the yeah. uh, the Book of Jaquan, and, 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 and start cooking something while singing. That's right, yeah. uh, but not talking about scampering. No, this definitely is not a Vorlon room. No, no, no. Uh, we are um, we are scamper free since uh, since two thousand seventeen. Um, at least I am scamper free since two thousand seventeen. I make no promises. I make no promises. That's right. So. Um, so, Chris, Babylon 5 Season 1, like virtually any program Season 1, some high points. Yeah. Not as many as low points. You know, and, and a lot of finding your way. We've talked a lot in the past about how a lot of shows the first season is maybe skippable or maybe not as strong you know a lot of shows really that first season is is getting their footing yeah um you know everything from you know any of the any of the star treks frankly uh buffy um millennium was kind of rough in the first season um fireflies first season was terrible um so 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 there were definitely some some rough points but you know having not watched this since back in the 90s when it was first on and having 25 years of accumulated internet dread for this first season built up in my head. It wasn't as bad as I went into it expecting it to be. Yeah, I completely agree. There were there were moments that were as rough as mm, yeah, not quite as I'd as I'd expected. Right. Yeah. But there were a lot more moments that were rather oh, that's rather good. 
mm-hmm. than, uh, th- than I had perhaps anticipated as well. Yeah. So I count that as a win. I definitely. All right. So, Chris, one of the things that we want to do in this episode is sort of look at our high points and low points mm-hmm. in a little bit more detail. Okay. okay. Now, uh, I, I think we got top three best, mm-hmm. top three worst. We're going to be judgmental here. We're going to be judgmental. And do you want to do... Um, I'll start off. You want to do yeah. your bests first or you want to do your worsts first? Let's start with the worsts and that way we end on a high note. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, your third worst Babylon 5 episode of season one, Chris, was? Infection. Hmm. Okay, go. It was between the the, the the terrible Dr. Franklin-ness of it, and I really think it was the worst showing of Dr. Franklin that we had in the entire season. Yes. And just the, the sort of dumb monster plot, you know, and, and the resolution... You know, it, 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 nothing in that episode worked for me. Um, it um, it misses on virtually every level, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the 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 biggest it, it's a particularly glaring example of what this season did wrong over and over again, isn't it? Namely, Jason Ironheart. Yeah. A kind of Mary Sue outside character Mm -hmm. from whom we're supposed to learn something about Uh, about, Talia, uh, Dr. Franklin. I mean, what was the point? And we got this whole uh, Ikaran history thing that that just didn't matter. Does it ever come back? I don't know. Probably not. But did it really matter in the, you know... was almost it was too ambitious by trying to set up a whole cultural thing, and if you're going to try to set all that up, pay it off down the road. Right, right, completely. Yeah. Okay, so that was your number three. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three is Soul Hunter. Oh. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. I base that almost entirely on the. I'm just shaking my head now, uh, remembering it. Uh-huh. The the overacting of Soul Hunter number one. Yeah. The the why is Delenn now this kind of crazed assassin? R- yeah. R- r- right. I mean, we've only had. The gathering at midnight on the firing line to establish her character mm-hmm. it was fo- it was much too. Much too much distance, mm-hmm. right, um, for that character to go, I think. Mm-hmm. And the chanting. Yes. God bless the chanting. Uh, it was it was an unbearable mistake mm-hmm. of an episode. And I, I agree on all points, although I think by Delenn going from zero to insane, murderous uh, rage right, right. that quickly we're supposed to it's supposed to tell us that this is something, this is something weird going on here. Uh, this is something we need to pay attention to, but it, it, it just, it felt, it did feel a little out of the blue. Maybe if, if it had been further along in the season and we'd had something about her, but yeah, there, 
you know, we, we've talked a number of times about things being unearned. Yeah. And I think that that distance, mm-hmm. that's part of that unearned. Yeah. You know, it was just... It was just too far for me. And it gave us some insights into the Mimbari religion, but other episodes did it better. Indeed. Indeed. Much better later on. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's my number three. Okay. You're number two? Number two, I'm going to go with TKO. Uh, it's good not, old TKO. Good old TKO. Nothing beats TKO. <laughs> it's not, for me, the worst of the season because the half of the episode dealing with Ivanova and you know grieving for her father and you know coming around on all of that I, you know, that was that was a good part of the episode for me that helped me help to sell it um, the entirety of the you know kickboxing sport of the future uh, you know blood fight thing was was just was was really just terrible but and like you said bring in a, an outside character to to use as a lens to tell us about the the character, you know, to tell us about our our characters on the station, just didn't work and spectacularly didn't work in this one. Right. Um, it's really too bad, as we've said, mm. that that Ivanova plot was put alongside that that boxing plot because that Ivanova content, yeah. And they didn't work together. The, you yeah, know, right. yeah, sometimes a B plot can be too close to the A plot, and then it's kind of ham fisted. But this was just too far away. Yeah, yeah. Put it with believers. I think it would have been it would have been much better with believers. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, my number, number two, two. Uh, was infection. Okay. Okay. So we don't need to belabor it. Same same right. reasons we've we've seen. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, I know what your number one is going to be. Oh, do you? I do. Do you? I think I do. I, okay. You know, my my but, but my worst episode. At first, I thought it might have been believers, because, largely because because of of not only the 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 acting the the plot of it letting dr franklin skate at the end Mm -hmm. uh when really he should have been spaced uh but i you know i i have to give it i have to give it points for uh for trisha o'neill yep and and uh that saves that episode from from my my junk pile i thought the worst episode of the season for me was by any means necessary Okay. Because, un- un- unpack this for me. Because everything it presented was a, was a straw man in yeah. in service of getting to the end of having Sinclair, uh, you know, come up with this miraculous out of the blue right. solution. You know, cutting the Gordian knot and making you know, well, granted, he made everybody mad at him. He didn't make anybody happy. Right. But uh, but. Again, an unearned reputation as this, you know, leader and problem solver that I just, you know, well, okay, that's 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 okay if there's a real problem to be solved, right? And um, and that one also had the had that like Londo just being a jerk for no particular reason over the whole religious festival thing, and you know, the, we won't revisit our Narn Lightyear confusion. Um, no, and and no. it's best to just sort of sweep that away. But I felt that was I just there was nothing redeemable for me in that episode. 
everything that you've said is, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. dead on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the worst kind of stupid straw man. Uh, labor politics that made no sense. Even given that we're 200 years into the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are things that I think we raised in our episode that, yeah. that were worthy of someone in the writing room. Mm-hmm giving some thought to, which they apparently didn't, right? But the worst part of that episode was Oren Zento. Oh, yeah. Another shouty, you know, the best negotiator? Oh, really? Yeah, really. The best negotiator what? Who was standing, uh, you know, in this little box full of negotiators? Mm -hmm. He He was written so badly. And directed so badly. Um, there's um, there's really only one example where it's even worse, and that's my worst episode. Eyes. Really. Eyes. Huh. Where did you think I was going? I, I was sure you were going with survivors. Oh, I hated survivors. Yeah. Okay. And it didn't even make your top three. Bottom it not three. even made my bottom three. Wow. No, it's like okay. four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Gar- Garibaldi was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Fair. Given stupid things to do, yep. he rallied above the material. Okay. You know, it was, and I thought our conversation was pretty good, so I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, <laughs> I don't hate the episode as much yeah. because what we did was pretty good. Thank goodness we've redeemed the episode twenty six yeah, right. years later. Right. Yeah. We fixed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that Ari Ben Zane character. Oh yeah. Merciful, merciful, merciful. I can't even picture his face anymore. All I can remember is the scar. Yeah, he's just a scar. And, you know, I'm going to give that the worst mm-hmm. for for maybe three reasons. Go. Ari Benzing. Yes. The way he's written, the way that he was acted, uh, all of it. Mm-hmm. He was, I think... The, the least appealing, least interesting, least helpful of all of these characters who I would have cut anyway. Yeah. Right. So of, of this kind of genre of character that I don't want anyway, mm-hmm. he's the worst. Mm-hmm. Okay. One. Two. If you read the episode, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what it, what it intends to do. Mm. Oh, that should have been dynamite. It should have been yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. It's very much like the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, The Drumhead, mm-hmm. where the Federation sends in a a, a judge um, who engages in this kind of crazy witch hunt, mm-hmm. uh, getting this kind of half Vulcan, half Romulan, you know, lower officer to confess to all sorts of made up crime. It's mm-hmm. it's totally the Crucible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This episode should have been tight, taut, uh, uh, exciting. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was ridiculous. The third thing that made this episode inexcusable, you bring in Jeffrey Combs, that's all you do with him? Yeah. I'm sorry. He is one of the greats in the genre field. Yeah. He's David Warner level. And you all know what I think about David Warner in this work. Yeah. He was great. And, and they wasted it. And he's going to go across the street to the competition and right. spend a couple of years, you know, knocking it out of the ballpark. 
Correct. Correct. And over at the competition, I would go. I I would go ten rounds TKO style, <laughs> right? In defense of the notion that Weiyun is one of the best villains in sci-fi TV. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was unctuous and manipulative and nasty and everything you want in a villain. Weiyun was yeah. and. Jeffrey Combs can do he can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You could have cast Jeffrey Combs as Jeffrey Sinclair, and he could have carried the show. And you put him in as the second, make him yeah. Ari Ben Zane, and he's going to elevate that material. Yeah, he would do a lot better with it than than you know. I, I don't even I'm not even, even going to look up who the actor was the right. that just shouted at us you know with his with his slicked back hair for you know for and it's and and that. The thing that bothered me the most about that episode probably was the whole ruse at the beginning where that they were merchants and mm-hmm. yeah, one like you said, have them come in and have them known who they are. You've they wasted the first 10, 15 minutes of the episode right. in that whole thing when, as you said, it it should have been a lot tighter and there was just no point to it at all because they folded like a bad end of cards as right. soon as as soon as you know someone right. poked gently at their ruse. Right. Uh, no point at all to that. Ridiculous. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I I can't argue that that those. Let's see, we had one overlap. Uh, five episodes that we just mentioned are 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 the bottom of the barrel of the season. Yeah, um, cer- certainly. Yeah, with with survivors, believers, you know, not too much further up from that. Right. Um, you 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 really didn't like Grail. I, I rather uh, did. I just thought it was. Bland, I, you know. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Right. I don't think. Right. I don't think it was. And I agree, David. Again, the right actor, the right performance can really elevate one of these. Right. And David Warner really, really brought that up. Yeah. Um, you know, there's plenty of stuff. I think in the mid tier of this of this season, uh, but then there were some really outstanding episodes. Oh yeah. And why don't you go first with your with your number three? Okay, my number three. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make chrysalis. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know we just talked about Crystal with last time. Uh, nearly flawless direction. Mm-hmm. What a great way to bring the whole thing together. Close up that first season, yeah, and to throw us forward into season two with really dozens of through lines, story narratives. Even though we don't know from the episode that we're losing Commander Sinclair, it ultimately doesn't matter mm-hmm. because we've got all this great stuff going yeah. forward. I can't wait to see Jakar <laughs> out on the rim. Yeah. What is Delenn turned into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on and on. And and the pacing of it was great. It turned like it turned the heat up as the episode went along, and then those last twenty minutes just really just took off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. That was a great one. Okay. Um, Your number three. My number three was uh, was Voice in the Wilderness, which I'll I'll, I'll take two episodes. You know, I'll I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll cheat a little bit here. Um, right. I I thought it was it was great because it gave everyone something to do. Everyone yep. was involved in this in some way or, or another. Yep. Um, we get hints at the bigger historical picture of the universe. Uh, we get 
some good Sinclair. Yes. Right? You know, probably the best Sinclair of the season, I think we said when we were talking about the episode. Yes. You know, in in facing down the uh, the Earth Force uh, commander who, who who showed up with his with his battle dreadnoughts and, and whatnot. Um, and that great that one great scene of Sinclair and Garibaldi talking about uh, about you know make sure that that Ivanova gets on Correct. that last ship that sticks with me. That was that's my number two. Okay. Okay. And everything that you said, mm-hmm. totally agree with. Yep. Uh, I loved. I re- still remember your line from from the episode. Uh, Ron Canada. I don't remember the character's name. Yes. Right. You're, your battleship is shouting for you. Yes. You, you, you don't need to. No. no. Just you don't let the to. battleship shout for you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Ron Canada. Best actor name. Best actor name ever. Yeah. Um, and uh, that brings us to number one. What's yours? Uh, well, my number two. Oh, your number two. Yeah. Like well, you, so your number, your number two is Voice in the Wilderness. Yes. My number two was Parliament of Dreams. Really? Yeah. Which I, okay. thought, I thought was a very good... Uh, kind of character exploration episode. Totally. Um, and I'm blanking. I made I made this list up a couple days ago, and as as has been well documented, I have no memory ability whatsoever. Brain is, of is that also the one where uh, where Carolyn goes off and is spooked by the the thing that she finds? I or was that in so, yes. yeah, that I, I think that's why one of the reasons it ended up on here again. You know, she finds this great old thing out there. Jakar hints that he knows more of what's going on than, than he's letting on. Um, and we get some real good, real good world building on all of the different, uh, all the different civilizations. We meet Lanier that episode, right? Yep. Yep. Right. And we get both the, uh, the, the Centauri Discussion of their religious genocide story, right, right, which I think yep. generated good stuff for us. Yeah, and also you get that sort of ninth level Gnostic esoteric weirdness the, out of the Mimbari. Yeah, the alchemical <laughs> marriage or whatever's right. going on there. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. which just had layers and layers to it, and I thought it was a, was a, was a really good piece of writing. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a good episode. You know, we we talked at the time. Uh, you know, I wish that we'd seen more build up of Sinclair. You know, not knowing what to do and coming yeah. up with the solution, but um, and I also wish that we'd seen more. We'd seen something indicating that other civilizations have diversity in their beliefs, not just Earth. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. We 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 thought that that business at the end <laughs> was the best piece of writing we'd seen yeah. up to that point, and that that one scene would surely figure in the top 10 scenes of this program, yeah. which we didn't, yeah. which we're not going to talk about, but, but yeah. you know, if, if yeah. we had, mm-hmm. that would have been a segment that surely, surely that belongs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, hit me with your number one. This is not going to be a surprise. Deathwalker. You know, I, I, Deathwalker almost made my top three. Yeah. Um, but, Okay, so let, yeah. let me let me let me say why. Sure. The finest guest performance mm-hmm. in the season. Mm-hmm. A character who takes no prisoners. 
a great hard sci-fi concept. Yeah. That immortality business, mm-hmm. right? What are you prepared to do? What are you prepared to sacrifice, right? You you will do even worse than I've done in the pursuit of these uh, uh, of these objectives, which you will not be able to stop yourself from pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the way that she outmaneuvered everyone, mm-hmm. and then the League of Non-Aligned Worlds. Robin Curtis yes. outmaneuvered Earth, mm-hmm. uh, and I loved her uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, I I love the fact that she kicked the snot out of Natoth. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, well, good grief! If you've done this to Natoth, then who can't you do it to? Right. And uh, and at the end of the day, I like the fact that the Vorlons blew her ship out of the water, as a because as a, as sort mm-hmm. of an indicator of where their line is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because heretofore, they had done bupkis. Yeah, they really had hands off, and and what what are they doing? Yeah. Right, right, and you know, on some level, it was a it was a delightful surprise, mm-hmm. a far better episode than I than I had remembered. It, and, it definitely was, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I, I gave it demerits for a couple of reasons. Yeah, One, I, I I felt the Vorlon coming out, the Vorlons coming out at the end, and just move removing the situation from the table was unfair. Yeah. Um, and much like your point about Delenn going, you know, going nuts on the Soul Hunter, you know, it's like, oh, so all of a sudden they come out and this is this is where they're this is where they're yeah. jumping in here. Uh, so so that yeah, that, right. that irked me. But uh, but everything else I have to I have to give to you, you know, especially Robin Curtis. Yeah, the uh, the only set. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, there yeah. was some other there was some other performer. I'm told. Who has acted the role in, in you know, it's, in the sort of YouTube kind of... Uh, yeah, it's hearsay. Right. Um, okay. My uh, Your, my favorite episode of the season was, was uh, Signs Importance. Okay. Because we, you know, we, we get the glimpse, and, and maybe we had this too many times throughout the season, of let's go around to each of the ambassadors and do, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, but going around and asking, what do you want? Yeah. That, asking that one question. Um, and... Really seeing the start of Londo's mm-hmm. fall journey. Well, yeah, yeah. A little Descent, of both. Descent, yeah. Journey, right, right. Yeah. That to me was 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 good. I, I liked it because we it gave us a wrap on the whole uh, Raiders storyline yes. that has been building up seemingly pointlessly to this point. And I was like, oh, okay, it was right. coming here. Good. Now Fine. I get what's going on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and we got a we got a solid space battle, which while it didn't look as good as it could have in 2017. Sure. Now, for CGI in nineteen ninety-four it was you know it was solid. But I'm I'm a sucker for a giant space battle. Yeah, totally. Um, and the and the and, and Morden. Right. Yeah, just on, on, you know, just alone, you know, without anything else need being said. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, I think that you've made a very compelling case for science importance, um, and I love the way it it connects so 
directly to chrysalis. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, yeah. you know, there. If we're telling a, if we're telling a five year novel, mm-hmm. these kinds of things that you want the audience to connect really have to be connected. Yeah, I think they did a, I think they did a crack up job. Yeah, and it was far enough into the season that we understood Londo and the other ambassadors well enough to to get their conversations about what do you want and to to the kind of you know oh, absolutely. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't too early um you know in some ways you could say oh well why not make this the very beginning of the season and make chrysalis at the end it but felt you, unearned. You, you yeah you need to have you need to lay that groundwork first and i think it did a good job with it yeah so. um Signs Importance, another Janet Greek episode. Oh, yeah. Right. So uh, probably no great surprise that it was well-connected because mm-hmm. she was, in fact, the one doing, uh, you know, doing the direction yep. to make sure that those pieces mm-hmm. were uh, were as properly connected as they as they needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that when you look at, you know, the episodes that we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, or when you look at it, uh, you know, a, a little more, a little more broadly. The, the episodes that sort of don't work, it's like they have a fatal flaw in them, but mm-hmm. there are other things around that maybe aren't so. And mm-hmm. the ones that really do work in this first season, they don't completely work mm-hmm. always. Yeah. You know. But they've got enough that that you as the viewer can like, okay, I can I can hang a hat on that. I can hang a hat yeah. on that. Because you know? honestly, if it were not for Walter Koenig, Mind War would have been on my list of the worst. Right. Because the whole Jason Ironheart thing was just was just terrible. Oh um, it, right. And but you know, him being there, the introduction of the Psy the Psycore, and really building that up, um, was was a strong redeeming feature, and it, again, it was another one of these bring in somebody from the outside, right? Um, right, and 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 that's that's your your um, your sine qua non of stunt casting. Yeah, this season. I mean, you bring yeah. in, mm-hmm. you know, the guy from the other side of the street. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't give him enough to do. Mm-hmm. You just, you don't get, or you don't give them the right stuff to do. Yeah. And so we find, you know, we find him unable to sort of save the material. Yeah. Right. I'm glad he'll be back and we'll see him, you know, oh, yeah. working this material oh, very yeah. well. Oh, yeah. So. And he will be, uh, you, you know, he'll, he'll be, he'll be sort of a delightful sort of mustache mm-hmm. twirler in his sort of, you know, over the top evil. Yeah. Which will be great. We get all different flavors of evil. In this yeah. show, mustache twirling, smooth, um, you know, shouty, shouty, yeah, yeah. All, all different flavors. Shouty, very shouty. Maybe we should do like a D and D alignment chart where we have like shouty and whispery <laughs> um, and good and evil. You know, who's our, you know, and sort of break it all out that way. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So that's our top three yeah. best and worst. Mm-hmm. What else do we have on the agenda for today? Uh, well, bigger picture than than specific episodes. We were gonna. Think about if, if you could be in the writer could have been in the writer's room. Yes. Um, and and changed one thing or emphasized or really just just really changed one thing or, or in this first season. 
where w- what would you have? Uh, not that there necessarily was a writer's room for this show, since it was yeah, right. really just sent out to, to individual uh, individual writers to to work on. I'm gonna say I want a little bit more of the assistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in particular, I want more Natoth. Definitely. Because okay? we only got her in a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Three, I think, or four. Mm-hmm. Not really enough given how dynamite I thought she was. Anytime we got a chance to interact with her. Mm. Uh, she brought a lot to the screen, much like you know, much like Shakar. Says Mary Kay Adams, I think, was uh, was the actress playing playing uh, the talk, playing the talk. Uh, moment, and uh, and certainly like Andreas Katsoulas, you know, if it's not Mary Kay Adams, uh, then it's the other because Natoth was played by two by two two actresses. Uh, and I may have my seasons wrong. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, pause for uh, for editing. Uh, Julie Caitlin Brown. Oh, Caitlin Brown. Okay. Yes. Um, Mary Kay. Oh, yeah. Mary Kay Adams did play Natoth uh, in. Interesting. Okay. I I don't. I, I, I know that this was this was Julie Caitlin Brown that we had in the in the first season. Got it. So but Mary Kay Adams was supposed to be second season. Yeah, ninety four to ninety five. Yeah. Got it. Okay. But the, and then we get Julie Brown back, I believe, at the end. I think as something else. As something else. Or no. maybe as Natoth again. As Natoth, we'll, 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 figure, we'll, it we'll out. figure it all out. We'll figure yes. it out. But uh, uh, but I would have wanted yeah. more uh, more Veer, mm-hmm. more Lanier, yeah. and especially more Natoth. Mm-hmm. Because I think that they're functioning at a level below the ambassadors. Mm. Could have, it did a little, but could have given us more uh, of a kind of everyman's perspective on Narn, yeah. uh, Mimbari, and Satori society, mm-hmm. which I kind of think we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That's that's one of the things that I thought of as well, that I would uh, would try to inject more into the season. Um, for me, I would like to have more with the League of Non-Aligned Worlds. Oh, neat. Because I still don't necessarily get how the relate how the, the relationship of the, the four or five major powers and the League all balances out and when when they all meet together and you have the major powers also with a vote in there. You know, how mm-hmm. how is this all how is this all structured? How is this mm-hmm. all coming together? It was never really super clear to me, and um, I don't know that we got much about any of the worlds themselves uh, to no. speak of. You know, no. that, but I, I, a little I, bit of the drazi. That's but that's about it. Yeah, I would like to see. I would just like to see more of that built up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that go, that goes to to one of the points that we've been making all along about about B five, which is you know within reason. Mm. Feel free to give us more content. Right. 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 You know, we 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 don't 
despite my, my flippant claims that we do want a 2,000-page exegesis. We, we actually don't, but we would like yeah. a little bit more. Well, what are other shows where we get a lot of the detail of how things work early on in, the show, in a show like this um, in a way that's delivered satisfactorily? Because... We've, as right. you say, we, we've said we want more detail about these things. I, and I just said this. How would we get that info without some sort of dialogue dump like we had in Infection? You know, of, of oh, this is what this planet did and blah, blah, blah. I mentioned earlier, maybe 10, 12 episodes ago, how I would have wanted this first season to roll out. Mm. You get a an episode of sort of Narn and Satori. You get an episode focusing on the Mimbari. Maybe an episode that focuses on the League of Non-Aligned Worlds. Mm. You know, some crisis therein. All of those are the A stories, and all of the B stories are Earth things mm-hmm. that are just you learn while they're drinking coffee, <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. and that would have been that would have been enough. I think if you go back and watch the first five episodes of Space Above and Beyond, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know how Earth is governed, how that works, how the military structure emerges from that system. You understand the three main characters, uh, West, Vanson, Hawks. Mm-hmm. You know what uh, you know what in vitros are. Mm-hmm. You know what silicates are. Yeah. You know the kind of what the chigs represent in terms of an existential threat to to Earth life. Mm-hmm. You've got everything you need now. Maybe that's because they were trying to write a smaller book in some respects than B five is trying that's, to write. That's I think a big part of it is is. You know, here we almost have too much. You know, we say we want all of these things, but, you know, okay, you only have 22 episodes. Right. And even if we allow them to get rid of, you know, three or four of them that we've deemed unworthy, uh, (laughs) either in part or in whole, to make room for some of this stuff, it's still a lot lot to cram in. And, you know, I I worry that unless we get, like, Aaron Sorkin's Babylon 5... You know that that we're not going to have the right. the information delivered in a way that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be accessible to a, to an audience. You know, there'd just be a lot of talking to right. you know even to explain the the League of Unaligned Worlds in 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 the way that I want it explained. Right. Yeah. You know? And I most certainly do not want Aaron Sorkin's Babylon Five. No. Well, you know, the walking talk could be kind of you know amusing. It could be amusing. Yeah. 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 See. What else is on our agenda? Um. Oh, we wanted to address a question that came up on the Facebook group. Yes, from uh, from James Huck Muldowney. Thank you, Huck, for for writing in. He uh, asked why we went with the broadcast order instead of the uh, um, I guess it's the the what do you call it the the master the 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 master list order from the Lurkers Guide. Yes, which which has been a uh, you know JMS has given his blessing, um, and I'm looking over the first season and. The, the major differences between this ordering and the broadcast order, uh, Grail got moved a little bit earlier in the season. Okay. Um, 
TKO and Legacies gets get to the 20th and 21st positions. So, so Legacy, quite, late. quite late. Legacies leads directly into Chrysalis. And, you know, oh. in thinking about that, that makes a lot of sense to me because Delenn comes back from her chat with the Grey Council and refusing the position and makes her decision to go ahead and and begin the metamorphosis. Yes. Um, and I think, I was like, oh, you know, that, that does, that that flow of things makes makes good sense to me. I don't know about putting TKO that late in the seat. I mean, it's certainly not my place to, to judge <laughs> if, if JMS has said this is where it should be. Right. But it seems, it seems late to, to be having Ivanova opening up that much. Precisely. Um, the other, the other plotline, I don't care. But, but frankly, you know, waiting until the very end to have her softening to that degree, uh, I don't think seemed too necessary. I, I just don't know why it would it would seem to be needed that late in the, yeah. in the run. Yeah. I think my instinct would have been to move it a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, based solely on the Ivanova story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe two or three episodes um, earlier. Yeah. Because I think that you see a progressive softening, as you say, mm-hmm. of Ivanova as we go. Yeah. And... And I don't think that it's as kind of believable, mm. you know, when we get down the road. Yeah, I feel like you know? I feel like we've seen her, especially her relationship with Sinclair and Garibaldi. It feels like it's evolved beyond that point. By the right. time we get there, yeah. Like by the time we're we're past Voice in the Wilderness, you know, she's already kind of we've seen cracks in her. Her icy uh, resolve. Yeah, right. And uh, and and yeah. So I mean, but the, really, the 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 reason. What's the reason that we went in broadcast order and said, "Well, honestly, I I hadn't seen this list until until uh, this was brought to our attention." But but I think looking at it in broadcast order, okay, you know, fine. If 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 it was intended to be in a different order, great. That's one thing. But this is how we uh, we experienced it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. This and, is how. Yeah. We experienced it. Yep. This is how someone new to the program mm-hmm. is far more likely to experience it. Right. Right. So, right. I mean, in the very unlikely event that someone were to start watching Babylon 5 from scratch. <laughs> from the beginning, yeah. You know, listening well, to us as they go. They found this great podcast and they, you know, they, what's That's this right. all about? I've never heard of this show before. What is this Babylon 5? Sure. I'm sure it must have excellent, it must have held up well, you know, visually over the, uh, over the decades. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but... No, good, good question, and and it's also why we didn't do you know start off within the beginning. We did talk about this at one point though yep. we, when we were planning the podcast. Do we want to start within the beginning or start with the gathering? Right. Well, you know, in the beginning, it's it's made later, and and you know, I think it will be interesting to to look at it as a prequel, even though you know today prequels are just entirely too overdone. Right. Right. Um, and at the time, it really wasn't. This was before George Lucas had gotten into meddling with the. Uh, with all the prequels, even and and I don't know that we had too much right. back and, at the time. And in in some respects, in the beginning, as a prequel, it's a very tightly focused prequel. Mm-hmm. What we have gotten with things like the films that will not be named, mm-hmm. 
the Phantom film that will not be named, yeah. etc. Yeah, yeah. Is a uh, you know hands in the air WTFness, right? An, uh, an unnecessary bloating of the lore, right? Simply for the sake of itself, right? Or you get in, um, say, Enterprise, a uh, a disregard of canon mm-hmm. at its most at its most macro, mm-hmm. right? The we're not even five minutes into the first episode <laughs> when my eyebrow is is raised archly, you know, Spock like. What is the Klingon do? What is the Klingon ship doing on Earth? That makes no sense. And then you know, down the yeah. road in season one, where yeah. there's an interaction with the Romulans, you simply cannot change, in my judgment, the the Federation Romulan relationship mm-hmm. that was established in the original series without doing too much damage, right? And of course, you know, Agreed. now that we're watching Discovery, yeah. you know, one of the things that you and I like about Discovery is that we're not at all sure which when we're in. Precisely. Right. We're in yeah. a prequel to what? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or are we? Yeah. You know. We'll find out more we'll in January, out. I guess. <laughs> That's right. We're going to find yeah. out soon enough. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just on the, on the, the, the topic of, of the ordering of different shows, I, yeah. I had... You know, th- there's an entire TV tropes page of shows that were broadcast out of order, uh-huh. uh, and you know I noticed my, my probably my favorite example is uh, Clerks the animated series, huh. which got two episodes aired, episode okay. four and then episode two. <laughs> episode two was a clip episode, you know, done uh, you know as as a parody of, but but it was entirely clips from episode one, which was never broadcast. Yeah, no, I, ABC. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it's 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 the best thing with Kevin Smith's name on it that I that that's out there. Uh, but it made absolutely no sense when it aired until the DVDs came out a couple of years later. And I was like, oh, okay, now uh-huh. I get what they were doing with this clip. Up, <laughs> I thought, oh, they're just they're doing a clip episode of clips that never actually happened. Right. That's yeah. a that's a. Uh, it's way too meta. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. Like, you know, you're uh, you're drowning me in your in <laughs> yeah. your meta. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, how are we doing on time? Forty six minutes. I think uh, okay. Uh, so we're getting towards the you know towards our the end of our allotted time here, and we need mm-hmm. to get back to our uh, to our sin and debauchery That's as right. we had referenced before. Um, but one of the and, and one of the things that that we talked about uh, this morning. Uh, I've recently started watching the series Star Trek Continues. Yes. Which is a fan-made series. It's just ended, uh, having produced 11 episodes that continue on from the original series, uh, the Kirk-era Enterprise. Um, As I said, fan-made. The production is spectacular. I mean, they they had a budget. They they kick-started getting the funds for this thing. But if you look at the props, you look at the sets, you... You look at at the actor playing uh, Kirk's hair. It's it's all spot on, and uh, the hair playing Kirk's hair. The, the, <laughs> I mean, the hair is that you, the hair. You need the hair in the sideburns, or it's just a non-starter if you're going to be playing Kirk. You're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it got me thinking, yes. and I mentioned this to John earlier today. Yes. About 
I wonder, I wonder how long it would be after the, the GoFundMe or the Kickstarter went up if we were producing a fan-made Babylon 6 right. before we received the cease and desist order from J. Michael Straczynski. Right. I suspect it would come uh, 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 how, how, did, uh, how did Spock put it in Star Trek 2? Uh, uh, hours instead of days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he's already writing it. That's frankly. right, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, and, and but but honestly, the thought is is kind of intriguing because, yes. Uh, and and yes, Star Trek has a much wider and deeper fan base, I think, than Babylon Five does. You know, it never got the the. In, in, well, I mean, we haven't had generations of people growing up watching it to start with, and it, it didn't have the the distribution uh, access that Star Trek has has had. But it's a little more niche. Yep. It's a little more genre. Yeah. 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 But it does make me wonder if, you know, given thirty, forty thousand dollars, you know, to, and uh, six months or so to produce each episode, yeah, you know, just what could be done either playing some of the characters from Babylon Five, continuing on after the series is done, right. which is what's happening in this. Star Trek Continues series. It's all on YouTube, by the way. And it's not, you know, the, the reason that Paramount lets them get away with it is because they're not making money on the deal. Right. They did the Kickstarter to get the production costs, but they're not pocketing money or, or selling the episodes. Right. That's the only reason that, that they can legally, I presume, do it without being sued into without being shut to down. death. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know, certainly... You know, it didn't cost them that much to build the sets for Babylon Five themselves. Uh, you know, or do or or maybe set the story twenty six years later. You know, right. the, the right time out from when the series, you know, ended, um, and it's on a new station and new things are happening. So right, right. Yeah, you can you can imagine. All sorts of directions to take from the end mm-hmm. of, of Babylon, of Babylon Five. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things that I think makes the the Star Trek Continues program that I've watched, but that, that, mm-hmm. that you whose praises you've been singing, is that the way that Star Trek was set up, its five year mission to explore straight, mm-hmm. right? It didn't complete its five year mission. Right. Right. And when we picked up those characters again, we had a sense of where they had come after sort of mm-hmm. 10, 12 years, yeah. right? So we've got a gap we can fill, yeah. okay? In this case, we don't have a gap. We don't, okay? you're right, you're right. So you have to either envision a couple of things, it seems to me. One, what would Babylon 5 look like in a sort of prestige reboot? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Restart the whole thing. Right. And think about it as sort of like, you know, 10, 10 two-hour movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, could you could you tell enough of a story on yeah. that? And I, I don't I don't know. Only twenty hours. That'd be tough to squeeze in. Right. I mean, you're basically talking about the amount of space in one season. Correct. To Correct. fit the entire story. Right. Could be but, rough. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I'm sort of thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, yep. you 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 redo B five. Yeah. And 
and you sort of you play around with the themes and the tropes. Mm-hmm. You try to bring up the the animation, yeah, just by virtue of of it being twenty five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sort of thing that would not be a fan produced. I don't think it could be. I think you'd need far too much of a budget. I would think so to produce something yeah. like that. So you'd have to you'd have to make some compromises. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but okay, so you stay with fan produced. Sure. Okay? If you go forward 25 years, mm-hmm. okay, you have to build Babylon 6, okay? Well, there could be any number of reasons why you might do that, mm-hmm. okay? We would just sort of, you pick up as you go, right? right? Babylon 5, the next generation. You don't, you just need to have some plausible reason mm-hmm. to proceed, right? <clears throat> um, it's certainly a deep enough universe that there are plenty of other things to explore. Oh, please. And I wouldn't go back to the whole shadow well. You know, no. That story's done. That story's been told. We're done. There's, there's so many other things, threads that yeah. can be picked up. Yeah, yeah. Now, the idea that I threw out to you, mm. make the new program like what happened to Babylon 4. Mm-hmm. So, at the, at the very end a group of people from the future mm-hmm. pull the Babylon station forward. Mm-hmm. Instead of pulling Babylon 4 backwards, mm-hmm. you pull Babylon 5 forwards. Yeah. And there's ample yeah. uh, establishment of this kind of a concept in, you know, in, in, in genre. Absolutely. Okay? So now you've got Babylon 5 a thousand years in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not about the Vorlons and the shadows anymore, because that is resolved. Right. But instead, what has become of the Earth Alliance, the mm-hmm. Mimbari Federation, the Narn, da 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 Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it was the dawn of the fifth age of mankind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you just, you, you set it just a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. uh. My fear about going 500, 1,000, however many years into the future would be getting good enough special effects totally. to to make it look like it's the future. I mean, the great thing about Star Trek Continues is you have you have to make things look like the 1960s. Right, you have the you know, lo-fi. You, yeah, you, have, you, you turn everything way back um, as opposed to turning everything way up. So. Yeah. Um, but... It was just an interesting thought that I had as, I, as I'm watching these things. You know, we've... we've We've talked about, I've seen online people talking about it would be great to, you know, restart the show, you know. Right. Jay Mackel, you know, Sense8 is, is wrapping up. Right. You know, I, I don't know what else JMS has on his plate. Um, you know, the community certainly is there clamoring for it. Totally. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, I think that the, I think storytelling has caught up to what he's wanted to do. Yes, that's a good way to put that, Chris, actually. Yeah. You know, he, is try- he was trying in the 90s to do what Sense8, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. The Expanse, Stranger Things, yeah. House of Cards, Galactica. over and over yeah. and over. Mm-hmm. All of these shows are doing what he was doing 25 years ago. Yeah. Now with the support budget mm-hmm. 25 years of uh, of maturation reflection mm-hmm. right uh, you know we, we make fun of the the speeches yeah right well 
Sense8's full of speechifying. Sure. But I find it very compelling as opposed to this is not working for me. Yeah. Right? And imagine the prestige reboot mm. of this program. Oh, yeah. Right? You think about, I mean, to, to, to me, the, 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 the only real example is the Battlestar Galactica mm. miniseries. Mm-hmm. To see if there's any interest, right? Yeah. Okay, let's put this out there. Let's really make it sort of, you know, inspired by Galactica. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not Galactica. It's right. inspired by it, yep. right? Yep. Will this land or will it just be sort of like, all right, we made this miniseries. Mm-hmm. Kind of didn't land. Mm-hmm. We made our money back. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of ways to go. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would be totally, I would be totally into yeah. a Kickstarter campaign yeah. kind of concept for so. for a battle on six. Mm-hmm. I can see what that station would look like. Oh I, yeah, you know, we had sort of blue and we had green. Yep. I mean, what color is it? Um, well, it's it this this one going along. This would be a purple. Yeah, that's station. right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or or maroon like the room that we're in here. Yeah, exactly. You know, now, so yeah, with sort of yeah. some lovely yellow. Mm-hmm. You know, some lovely yellow touches, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and maybe maybe bulkhead doors that don't bounce when they close. Yes, maybe you know, that would be my top priority. Yeah, and when the station falls apart, perhaps the beams <laughs> don't, the steel beams I, don't bounce when they I, hit the floor. I, I can't promise anything, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I'll say I'll say this, and uh, you know, if you're if you're listening, Claudia Christian, I hope that. Uh, that you, uh, you 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 hear this you know above and beyond so to speak, uh, whatever mm-hmm. this looks like, I want her in the chair. Absolutely, I want her running this thing. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form, she is, you know, she is definitely a part of it. And you know, the sad thing is that we were talking that 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 we don't have too many of the of the actors from right. this show left to. Uh, you know, it, and and that wouldn't diminish that that Claudia would be our first choice That's to right. bring back, obviously. But um, yeah, if something like this is going to happen, where you bring someone into for, from the old show, you know, as oh, here's you know Admiral uh, Ivanova or, or Earth President Ivanova right. or or anything like that, you know, time's a ticking. Yeah, right, right, because this show um, has lost so many. Yeah. Uh, you know, of its of its performers. You know, you think about, uh, you know, you'd you'd have her, yeah, and you'd have Peter Jurassic, yeah, and you have and Bruce Boxleitner, yeah. But depending on how far out you go, you know, I mean, Sheridan was said to only have twenty years of right. life left, right. you know, right. So you can't do much with that, um, right. you know. Yeah. I, I don't well, know. Uh, you have uh, you have Andrea Thompson. Yes. <laughs> Bill Moomy. Bill Moomy. Yeah. Patricia Tallman. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm going through. I'm I'm currently looking at IMDb and being like, oh no no don't yeah. have don't have that person anymore. I am. Uh, it's uh yeah it's 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 uh and, and well we would have Mira Mira Furlan. Yep. You know. But again, what can you do with the character twenty odd years later? Yeah. You know, I feel like but, but you know, she maybe, wouldn't be. A, but 
Yeah. Maybe you do a Galactica with them, namely. Yeah. Right. They brought Richard Hatch back, but in a totally in a different, different way. Yeah, different role. Right. Yeah. You, know, you bring you bring Ivanova back as a as a Mimbari. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Or you yeah. bring Claudia Christian, Christian back, you know, as yeah. a as a Mimbari. She's space Joe Biden. That's right. That's yes. right. Yeah. yeah. You bring up. Uh, you know, you bring uh, you bring Mira Furlan back as some sort of League, League of Non-Line Worlds kind of yeah. kind of person. Yeah, you, you just know? you give the nods to people, right? As right. they go, yeah. Um, have you ever done the Who would I cast as if you were to do that? You know, do you have a sense oh, of who you would oh, do? No, and, and I thought this was something I thought about a couple of weeks ago that we should talk about this on this episode, but I didn't have a chance to to plan anything out. Yeah. But we that's something we should we should put a pin in and come back to totally because yeah. we're already. A little long on this. Yeah, on this we're, we're 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 long. Okay. Um, so yeah. So let's 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 save that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, friends, if the idea of a Babylon Six project is interesting to you, <laughs> I would be intrigued to hear your thoughts about it on the Facebook page. Not that we're proposing to do anything, <laughs> but rather, what might it look like? Mm. What might a Babylon Six look like? What kind of story angle would you take? How would you reframe the characters? Do you do you keep your sort of Narn and Vorlon and Centauri and Mimbar? You do you keep everyone there? Do you do you refract it through some other kind of lens? What do you do with the you know with the the, the psionic populations yeah. and on and on and on? There's a lot there. Would you like to see a sort of Babylon Six, a fan made new thing? How about some work to try to get B five remade? As a prestige format program, you know what might it look like. Share your thoughts on the Facebook group. Yeah, we love we'd love to hear it. Uh, it's a it's a great discussion, a great uh, great dream. If if even if nothing else, and 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 maybe someday we'll uh, we'll have that cease and desist order to frame and put on our walls. This is uh, uh, th- this is something that to which we can aspire. Yes, right. We, um, we don't want to accomplish anything. We just want to be shut down. Before we can dream. Oh, good grief. If we accomplished it, where would that leave us? I, I have, it's never happened. I wouldn't right. know. Right. I believe, I believe you said it best when you were talking about <laughs> Chrysalis, Chris, right? It is one thing to desire after power. Yeah. It is quite another thing to wield it. Right. Very and, true. Jeez, all the, all of that money to count. And, it, it would be, it'd be, know, it'd be too much work. All those Blue Apron executives banging down the I door. Know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Casper mattress executives <laughs> dropping, dro- dropping pillowcases on us. I mean, we just... It would be endless. Too much of a burden for mere mortals like us to bear. That is correct. Uh, so, friends, with this, we come to the end of our season one. And uh, I think it's been a heck of a ride. Chris, mm-hmm. I've had yeah. a great time doing this. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. And, and uh, thank you to all of you who've been listening uh, and making it, you know, make so that we're not just talking into the void here. That's right. This is, uh, this is, uh, it's great to hear how many people are, are listening and enjoying the program. It's very, uh, uh, it's more than I, than I could have imagined. Precisely. Um, and, uh, we will keep active on the Facebook, uh, page. Yes. Uh, as over the next couple of weeks, we're going to take a break as we'd said before, come back sometime mid January or so. We'll let you know, uh, when we're, when we're coming back to start talking about season two. Indeed. I would expect a hiatus, uh, until uh, perhaps the Martin Luther King holiday week, roughly sort of January 15 to January 20. Sometime in that, uh, you know, in that time frame, we're going to be back with Janet Greek directing yeah. mm-hmm. season two, mm-hmm. episode one 
of Babylon 5's second season, The Coming of Shadows, the episode Points of Departure, where we get a chance to meet uh, Captain John Sheridan and learn a little bit about what's going on with Delenn, Michael Garibaldi, and the rest of our friends on B5. Folks, thanks for listening. My name is John Cassidy. Go ahead, edit it out, etc. God bless. 16 seconds in.